Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Split Deep Dive here with episode five with me, Ben. And me, Tyler. So I hope everyone is doing good today. Today, we're going to be talking about high school exit exams with our special guest, Travis. Travis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Uh, this seems like an interesting topic. I've got a good case for it, so. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm really going to enjoy recording this with you guys today, and uh, let's jump right into it. If I'm right, I think we are all for the side that there should be high school exit exams, and um, but we'll also give you guys some points or just talk why others believe they shouldn't have high school exit exams. So you guys are really, um, because we really want to you guys a good podcast course but we also want to get you information so that you can really decide for yourself if you think there should be um high school exit exams so um just real quick so national high school well so should um high school standardized should high school exit exams be a standardized test in all high schools around the nation in schools i believe would be taking them in their sophomore year so that have ample time to make sure they pass. So now, so just real quick definition, they're the same every school in the nation with the core subjects of math, science, English, and the social studies. So real quick, the exit exam will ensure students graduate high school with basic skills and a diploma that means something in the real world. We should be encouraging in our schools, not breaking away from it. Um, and also in California, the average pass rate for the high school exit exam was 96%. This proves that these exams are not extremely difficult. It's like difficult. It's kind of not, not going to lie. It's kind of like eighth grade, eighth grade level stuff. So um, Travis, you want to maybe get to our first point? Yeah, so the, with the first point we have for these exit exams is that they um, force students to be accountable, if you will. I mean... A lot of people in the school system are graduating with these diplomas, but they've just cheated their way through high school, right? They, they, well, it may seem like they've easily passed their senior year. They really can't do eighth grade material. And this is just dumbing down basically the value of the diploma. And I, I really think that a high school exit exam could, could really be a good solution for this. Uh, yeah, Tyler, what do you think about like, yeah, I think like um, people people graduating too easily and yeah, I feel like they're yeah. just you know you know kids a bunch of kids they just skip out on class lose valuable things that they really need in life and with the exit exams we can really make sure that if they don't pass they just repeat what they need to repeat and they get back out there with the skills they need for life and by establishing a high school exit exam we encourage students to work harder to form a deeper understanding and remember knowledge from the curriculum that they may otherwise forgotten, therefore greatly benefiting those who paid attention and those who work hard to study during the school year. Right. And there's so many opportunities available to like retake this, that there's a reason you take it in the sophomore year so that you can have about three years to take the test. So it's not like, you know, you can't graduate. And also another important topic is uh, these high school exit exams allow for accommodations for people with maybe le learning disabilities or issues with reading. 
uh, it's not like these are extraordinarily hard to pass, and I really think that is an important point on this. Yeah, so just real quick, according to, um, according to uh, one of our sources, uh, the graduation rate is at an all-time high of 85.3% in the United States. Um, this is mainly because students are held accountable for their grades by taking a sex exam. They have to study and think about they, what they've learned. Yeah, so that's kind of our, so one of our first, one of our first main points for this topic of high school exams. But if we go to the opposite side, to the people who don't think we should have high school exit exams, they would probably want to say something around the point of um, that exit exams are biased. And Travis, do you, do you think high school exams are biased in any way? And if so, what ways? You know, I personally don't, but I could see why someone would think that because it's hard to encapsulate, you know, all these different subjects into one test and we might end up with some stuff maybe one race knows more things about it and one example that we have like on the sat test for example they some people believe that like the sat was targeted towards the wealthy because like i guess there was a question on it talking about regattas and polo which is like i believe polo is a sport and then i don't really know what a regatta is but um it was basically a question that it's targeting people who are less wealthy. And we could also maybe see that translate to something like a high school exit exam. And that's something we really would have to think about and iron out before we mandate a exit exam. Yeah, so just a basic for the opposing side of this um, case. So um, in modern day society, we are trying to remove, this is what the opposition of this would really say. They're saying in modern day society, we're trying to remove any traces of racial and social, socioeconomic discrimination, making it difficult for poor minorities and learning deserve. Yeah, this is basically what Travis was saying that, you know, other people believe that people are disadvantaged just because of other, other factors. But I mean, it's pretty fair. They make it as fair as possible, which even, yeah, it's, it's a fair test. I don't really see where there is much bias because all this stuff, everyone at one point is exposed to the information they need to know for this test. And they should, if they, um, if they put in the effort, they, they will be able to pass these tests. Yeah. There are, technically examples though of the test being known to be racist one example of it is uh los angeles times says that texas and um florida were both sued for um having their exit because both of these states have had exit exam um exit exams instituted at one point or another and this is saying that they've both been sued um for having things that discriminate it doesn't say like exactly what but um let's see yeah it says um how 85 percent of the students who pass who fail to pass the test are mexican-american and african-american uh ben do you really think this um point of like how the people who are not passing are of color is is that really a point worth dwelling on and thinking of you know i think you brought up the statistics uh, statistics, you know, 85% uh, were Mexican-American and African-American. But, you know, as we said before, 
it's information that you should know um, and that anyone will ha um, have the availability to reach. So I don't think you can say that, um, you know, it is, as might have been in the past, but I don't think you can say it's a, a objectively racially biased. Yeah, and part of this isn't the racial bias itself, but a lot of times when people are come from another country, they often can't speak English as well. And that's just, I mean, that's just how it is. But um, they have demonstrated, especially in the California exit exam, that there can definitely be accommodations made for these people. Now, maybe specifically in the examples such as Florida and Texas, they haven't taken these into account. But there's definitely solutions out there that could easily take care of this problem. Yeah. And yeah, real definitely. quick, you brought up the point that some people taking or coming over into the states and taking this test aren't um, aren't English speaking. Do you think those people should also have to take an English an English vocabulary or English um, language test to see if they can really thrive in the in the workforce? Because this really is to see if people are able to move on to the next step of college and further on to working out in the real world. Certainly, I, I do think they should be able to take some, they should have to take some form of an English exam. Now, maybe if they can pass some sort of, or they maybe take some sort of exam to examine what level of test we should give them. Or also, I've read there's certain states that they have an exit exam. However, they still allow you to graduate even if you don't pass the exit exam, you just essentially, you still have a diploma, but you just have a note on it. And I think, yeah, there can definitely be accommodations made to the people who don't speak English. Uh, well, uh, now to move on to our second point, uh, it's high school exit exams could decrease graduation rates. Uh, this is our second point on the opposition. Um, Tyler, what do you think about that point of graduation rates being decreased well, by this is, test? Um... So, I mean, of course, it'll probably decrease just a little bit, but those people will then graduate. Hopefully, they'll graduate later because they'll just repeat what they need to learn. And the thing is, most people, they, are, they just didn't pass because they didn't really study your focus. So what they're repeating, of course, will be good for them. And uh, I, think, I think it will probably decrease a little bit. And that actually brings up the point of, um, like, back when S... SATs and ACTs, we we're talking a lot about those. People were wondering, well, people could be really smart in the classroom or just street smart and just be really smart. But when it comes to tests, they suck at tests and they just can't take a test for the life of them. Certainly a valid point. Yeah. Yeah, but, about, or, yeah wait, go ahead, Travis. Uh, one thing on the contrary for the uh, dropout rates is uh, CCA, CGA Gov says, or the Connecticut school district says that high school exit exams have not actually been found to affect dropout rates because like some students may not be able to get the diplomas but but a lot of st a bunch of other students are actually motivated by the exams you know when you have a difficult test coming up you're often motivated by it almost to like you know, get to the finish line and study for it yeah, yeah because just, it really yeah we'll go ahead Ben. well i just feel like some students at like the bottom of the class they might just not feel like it's worth it and they basically Doing this exam, it's just uh, they have no incentive to really do it because they're just wasting their time um, when it's really going to lead to nothing if they're if they believe they're going to fail in the first place. But yeah, it just comes down to the student because, uh, as you said, Travis, some of the students might be really motivated um, when they have this exam coming up, yeah. but some just won't be. 
Yeah, some could be, they could be, I wanted to have, has there been any mention of depression rates going up or any other things around that to this point? I could look, but I think it's mostly just about how it it can like, it just decrease dropout rates, I guess could be, you know, similar, you know, because dropout rates usually correlate with stress and stress is in that category of can cause depression, I guess you could say. But um, another, to quickly move on to a second point in the proposition, it's that it would, I think I had mentioned this earlier, it could standardize the value of a high school diploma. And just to elaborate on that a little bit, um, a lot of the times, yeah, like I had mentioned earlier, people are cheating their way through high school. And this really, we, we can't really accept this. I mean, it can just cause people with diplomas, could, t- could graduate with diplomas with but these diplomas don't really have a value. What do you think about yeah, that, Tyler? I don't really think standardized is the right word. I think it makes the diploma more um, more valid because it doesn't standardize. It just makes it more valid because some people might have a diploma, but have just you know cheated their way through uh, through school when others might have worked. So the diploma will actually mean something because you can't really cheat your way through one of these tests. Yeah. So right. um, so so this is point about um standardized values of the high school diploma. So every school is, it has a different, uh, every school is different. This can make it much more difficult for a, a job interview to decide if you have the education necessary for a job at hand. A standardized test would solve this issue by m- making sure all graduates are fluent in the same thing. You know, all the core subjects we were talking about earlier. Yeah, a refutation for this though is, um... There's a reason that all these schools are different. Like, you know, some may believe that um, some subjects are more important than others for, I mean, I can't think of an example, but I, I've read about, you know, some states are banning, you know, teaching of the U.S.'s slave history. And by standardizing it, we, we just can't, We some may know this material, some may not. And I think the one of the best approaches for this that we haven't mentioned is having it state-based. Like, we can standardize it or we can require it at a federal level. However, I believe the state should decide on the material taught on the test and basically have it approved by the federal government to make sure that it's up to par. Yeah, it's well, I think, yeah, too. It should be standardized to what they're teaching. It shouldn't be like stuff. It shouldn't be the same for the whole nation, but it should be what people are being taught because you can't have the same thing in Vermont as you might have over here in Al- in Alaska. But um, yeah, yeah. It's, it just has to be standardized to what the school is teaching. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as well, yeah. Yeah. And then back um, to our, yeah, well, actually go ahead. No, go ahead. So back to our standard, or that second point about here on the prop side. Well, according to the world, lab- world of labor, these uh, those who have high school diplomas from schools without exit exams on average have 3.2% less chance of unemployment. This is because employers understand the students with diplomas from schools with exit exams are more qualified, which actually that's kind of, that really backs up what we were saying earlier about just not cheating your way through school. Now on, on the way, just moving on to a point that correlates to that cheating point. So, Proctoring is expensive, right? Um, just to make sure that we really don't have kids cheating on this test. And I think this can correlate with our opposition third point, which says that exit exams are too expensive. 
I think this has a very good uh, reasoning on it. Uh, every year, our public funding, public school funding, is stretched even further and further to try to scale with the changing world. And this exit exam would only further stretch this limited funding and require cutting of funding from like classes such as music, computers, and sports. Parents are complaining every year that they're losing out on their favorite programs. Like this happened to me recently at my previous school. We, they actually removed the band program or they were going to remove the band program. And the school essentially had to do a fundraiser just so that they could keep this band program because of the cutting of funds. Yeah, so I'll get on the opposition, that point about X exams are too expensive. Well, according to a VC star, the high school X exam is expensive. And the only clear winners in um, restating the tests are campaigns and design publish the scores that test this money is better spent in the pursuit of better teaching and better schools so kind of what travis was saying that the way money is diluted or put into different things really does matter and if should it really be put towards these standardized tests and then real quick um to really finish off that second point for our um for our prop side um so it is just saying that by making all individuals with a high school diploma more qualified for work, leading to a greater interest and in persuasion in America job market. This means that um, students, especially those who are hardworking or gifted, will be valued at um, yeah at every age after this test. And I do believe this test is going to be a real good one. And especially coming to, I think, um, the part of the year or part of the high school um, high school part where the sophomores will be taking this test. I think this really is a good topic to be hitting. And Travis, you want to bring us to our next point? Uh, just quickly on the uh, second point of proposition is on the st standardized or, yeah, standardizing the value. Um even though well, what this is really trying to say is even though you know at your next job you may not be practicing social studies or uh, language arts but but what it's really trying to say is that you can dedicate to something you can you can basically dedicate to something and you can get it done and you can pass something like a test and you have the basic skills to you know study and get work done on time it might not be the material it's it's about basically kind of you could say the experience almost now i i can now i think we're probably done on that point i can move us on to our third point of proposition which says that um the exam could identify unsatisfactory high schools. This is an interesting point because, you know, these days, like we had mentioned that different material is taught across schools, right? So what this could do is, what they're essentially saying is, we could compare statistics across all the schools and we could see, okay, this school is underperforming, their their test past test rate is lower than all these surrounding schools. I think we should investigate it. And it, it could also identify, again, um, unsatisfactory teachers. Ben, what do you think about schools hiring teachers that just really aren't fit for the job just because it's all they can get their hands on? Um, I think it is important for schools to hire teachers that do um, really care about it and know what they're doing. But, you know, I do see why schools are just hiring um, whoever can, they can get their hands on because, you know, they're, um, they're public schools. Um, they're, uh, you know, they run 
by the government there and I think it would just be smart for them yeah, to, to hire whoever they can get their hands on even if that's not the best thing to do yeah I yeah but I think um yeah I, I definitely agree that these days especially with COVID it's just been so hard to get who you who you need to um teach classes but um while this may be while while schools should be hiring i mean they they should have teachers right they can't just not have teachers i completely understand why they would have this need for teachers so um but i think it's important that we identify them and essentially maybe if we don't we don't you know it's not easy to you know replace a teacher right we we had talked about the point it's already hard to find them in the first place but maybe redirect them make sure they're teaching the right material but um yeah tyler what do you think about that i mean just in general what do you think yeah, about i think that? that's i mean yeah like you were saying it's it's hard to get a really new teachers and stuff but yeah i really do i do agree with you there so um this more yes today's rural science yeah it's just schools are hiring whoever they can get on the hands, which is not, not great. We really want people, well, actually this makes a really good point. This, we don't want just teachers who are just getting the paycheck. We don't want people who are just going there to get the paycheck insane. They're teaching these students, but they're really not. And then because we want teachers that will go there and they will teach their students so that they can pass these standardized tests. If teachers are like I said, if they're just going to get the paycheck, it's they're not going to be teaching to the best quality and this again brings up the point of money people teachers who are just getting a paycheck they are probably going to be at um lower end schools where the kids are probably not going to be paying attention more versus teachers who really care about their job and are they don't care about the money they just want to teach the students they will their students will really get the benefits of this test and they can show that in um, when they take the test so that later on in life, in college, all those different stages of life, they can show for this. And this other kind of brings up another point about college exit exams, which I think that's a topic for a completely another day because completely different um, set, of, set of questions there. But yeah, back to you, Travis. Yeah, um, I... I... I definitely agree on um, how um, it can, you know, we've, we've all had teachers that have um, been unsatisfactory or basically they're teaching to the test, essentially. Like we had a teacher previously that um, their tests would be, you know, you play a game as a class. And while it can be hard to identify just by like the students alone, these teachers, because, you know, for most students, they're going to be like, okay, an easy test, I'm happy about this. So it can, it can be really difficult to identify when a teacher is um, not teaching properly. And this exit exam could be a really good way of just making sure that they can get, I guess, that they're getting material. And this this can also um, bring up the topic of teaching to the test. Uh, we had discussed this when we were creating this case, and um, it's it's when teachers basically have... It's kind of a point against high school exit exams. It's where they have a copy of the test. And what they're essentially doing is they read through the test and then they're just like, okay, um, this question, they go through the questions and they're teaching that. 
Uh, Tyler, what do you think a solution to this um, teaching to the test could be? Like, is there anything else they could do? Yeah, you don't much to want to teach things this. exactly what's going to be on the test. You want to really, you really want the test to be a brief snapshot of what you learned. You don't want to be the only thing you want you learned, but you really just want the teachers to really go over everything in the curriculum, not just those things are going to be tested on, but really everything and expand on everything so that you, um, you, can actually excel in life because the point of this test again is to make sure you are ready to go out into the real world and if teachers are just teaching you for the test yes you'll be ready for the test which means you can go on to the next stage of life but you won't be completely ready because you don't know everything that there is to know the curriculum and ben really can you get into that um you know i think you both kind of cover that i think um i definitely agree with that and yeah, I think that's pretty much it for that topic. For that yeah, point, um, yeah. That point, yeah. I, I do think, um, so one refutation against the uh, identifying bad, like, schools and teachers is um, how it has been found, according to the Washington Post, these tests don't actually reliably measure what they intend to measure, intelligence, academic ability, or college readiness. And they don't measure at all at, at all quantities that high schools should nurture in all young people, like responsibility, resilience, or critical insight. And what I think this evidence also saying is like, it can't identify a high school's teachers just by the student scores alone, because a teacher can teach, you can have the greatest teacher in the world, but at the end of the day, the people taking the test is the students. And the students are really what's going to vary the results of this test. And I, I just don't think it can realistically be a good um, marker of how good a school is. And a little more on the point about um, the test, like teaching to the test. So we had talked about, you know, don't publish the test each year. However, if you go on Google, you can Google, you know, California exit exam, and you'll you could just see a list of all of the exit exams over the years, and and you could see that they really just aren't implementing a solution to this. Um, what Ben? What do you think about um the just the unsatisfactory um what am I saying? Just do you have any more on that topic, Ben? Um. Do you think uh, you could like rephrase what you're kind of asking? Because yeah, I think we should move on from that point. Honestly, yeah. I think we've looked at it enough. I think I think we should go back actually to the the point on it being too expensive because we we could see that like for example the costs for these tests are very considerable. Like I don't think we talked about this point enough. If for Indiana, a state with a, an exit exam currently, um, the test, you know, average difficulty, uh, decent proctoring, it costs $557 per student. And if we, if we do the math here, I mean, 557 times, you know, the average high school probably has a few thousand students in it, right? So if we multiply that by, you know, 2,000, that's $1.1 million. Like, that 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 money could just go to so much in a school program, especially with schools getting more outdated and outdated by the days. Yeah, then you got to think about so private schools. That's the money's gonna be low, as we covered, I'm sure. But public schools, where is this money coming from? Especially like some of the poorest cities, like in Michigan, where are those schools going to be getting money? 
to really get these tests i'm yeah. sure it kind of it kind of they'll this you know they'll try to have no i wouldn't say empathy but they'll try to get this you know the prices down a little bit but there's only so much they can do yeah you know when like you add up all that money like you said travis it's a lot it's a crazy amount and is it really worth all that money to take these exams uh, i don't know and that's kind of what we're talking about it right now and I think something that's important that's being pushed in today's world is part, kind of participation trophies almost. And like how anyone should basically have the result catered to them so that they can succeed. And, and an example of this with, uh, relating to the money point is grade school says that uh, many states have developed support programs for students, but committed tons of resources to help students pass these exams. Texas, for example, spent $2 million for personalized study guides for these students who did who didn't pass um, the TAKS or the Texas exit exam, what, the, what this really says is like we were pushing an idea that failure is. I mean, failure failure can be okay, but I think I think we're pushing too much of that. You you can fail and there's no consequences. I think we shouldn't be pushing this in today's world. Yeah, and then also. Course. teachers may need additional training which which means more money a lot more money to learn how effective and to prepare students to pass the high school exit exam costs for this um, training vary state to state massachusetts spends an additional 101 dollars per student while minnesota spends three dollars per student yeah you know adding we you know we already said how much it was just take these tests and you add that because um, so you do need teachers with that training if you want to do this. And yeah, that just adds even more on um, to that original price. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's, it's an expensive test. And um, we've really, uh, we've really understand it a lot more now. But let's just kind of, I want to kind of just go a brief overview of our points and just some evidence backing them up before we really um, end today's episode. So, on our um, on our prop side, our points here are going to be that um, the exit exam forces accountability for students, and um, just some numbers for that. The graduation rate is at an all-time high of eighty-five point three percent in the United States. That's um, that I like. It says an all-time high. I think it should be a lot higher than that. I'm not sure what those numbers are based off of. And yeah, it's just be higher than that. Just getting you some more numbers. Yeah, um, in California, it was ninety six percent. So just yeah, it should be yeah. a little more. And in California, is ninety six percent. A couple of yeah, years ago. Just the, and then um, by implementing high school exit exams, we are simply providing a better school education institution as a whole, as we encourage students to constantly improve and gasp subject or grasp subjects therefore increasing the national education while improving even greater work incentives for to, to employers. And Travis, what about, you just want to do a brief snapshot of that opposition point, that first one, just so we can really sure. understand the opposing point. Yeah, I think uh, the bias, again, yeah, it's exit exams are biased. I think, yeah, again, in today's world, this is an important point. Um, you know, racism is not tolerated in any capacity or any suspicion of racism. And I think this point really needs to be cleared up before we can um, push exit exams on the federal level. 
and um, just um, an evidence on this. Uh, the researchers found that minority students, according to Stanford News, uh, minority students such as Blacks, Hispanics, and Asians re received across the board, they received lower scores on the exit exam than white students who also had the same level of prior and current edu academic education. This isn't saying like, you know, in general, you know, these people of color have had less education, so they're passing less. But just in general, these tests are not, are not catering to these people. And that again brings us to the, I mean, one thing you could do to sol try to solve this is do tons of testing on how to make it fair. But that just brings us again to our money point. We just, we just don't have the money for this, especially in the school program, which is like so corrupted with um, inefficient money spending that we just we, we, we just can't do it. We don't have the money for it. And on our, on our second opposition point, uh, the high school exit exams would decrease graduation rates. I mean, we've, we found evidence on both sides, but um, at the end of the day, it's kind of just basic. I mean, it's, it's, it's harder material. You've got this big test that you're stressing about, a lot of people are going to drop out. Tyler, do you think these dropout rates are really that significant, or do you think it should just be, you know, I think, of? well, of course, there's the students, like I said, are easier just cheating their way through, and as soon as there any kind of, there's any kind of test that they'll have to do to graduate, though, of course, will be a little bit drop. I think that really gets our second point there on the opposition. But really, I'm asking the proposition for the second point. Um, just This will really kind of end our episode for today, or this segment. The second point would be the exam would standardize the values of high school diploma. And according to um, rural labor, those who high school, those who have, those who have high school diplomas from schools without exit exams average have 3.2% less chance of unemployment. This is because employers understand that students with diplomas from schools with exit exams are more qualified and really just ready to work out there in the real world by and then by making all individuals with a high school high school diploma more qualified for work leading a greater in, interest in um prestige and prestige in the american job market this means that um that students especially those who are hardworking or gifted will val will be valued at um companions and at even younger ages and is there anything either you guys want to say before we end this um segment um yeah i think that's good i think we can wrap it up for this segment all right and that should wrap it up for our topic on high school exit exams thank you travis for joining us on that topic and now thank we're all going to move in and talk about some some random news stories. So Tyler, you want to start us off with that? So yes, we will start off with the topic of vermins in the White House. So basically, it's pretty simple. There's some rats in the White House running around, little creatures with small little legs. We actually dissected a rat a couple months ago. It was pretty interesting to see, and I think I had to break the guy's rat the arm. It was. It was an interesting one, but it kind of brought us reminders of when you broke your bone. And I, I don't know if Joe broke don't talk about that. any bones, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, yeah. I, but I'm actually, I'm sure Joe Burrow has, I don't think, has I, Joe Burrow I wonder, any I wonder if Joe Burrow has rats in his house. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> it, it, it's just kind of funny that what, what's known to be like the most 
grand building, like the place where all the action happens in Washington DC and in the US. They they are infested with rats. Actually, not just rats. Let's see. The article said they have rats, well, actually, look at cockroaches, mice, mice, and rats, it's been there for generations. I know, for 200 years. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, yeah. And according to reporters who are um, there every day and familiar, familiar and with Yelp of a colleague whose toes are nearly tickled by a um, by a rodent yeah I we I guess we know um, know why the president always looks so scared on um, teleprompter or I mean, all the presidents always have probably because just some rat jumps off there but uh, Ben you want to maybe talk about uh, your opinion about rats in the White House I just think it's unbelievable. Like Travis said, it's the most, you know, the most known building um, possibly in America or at least in Washington, D.C. And, you know, it's infested. And like I said, it's, this has been going on for years. This is not just a recent thing. <laughs> so, Ben, could you get back to what you were saying? So, Ben, back to what you were saying, uh, what do you really think about the vermin in the White House? I, yeah, they shouldn't be there. That's that's it. I agree. <laughs> so Ben, do you want to get on to your first common topic? Yeah. So this is a story I came across, and it's Michigan woman's missing dog found on this found on the ice. <laughs> it's the same lady who lost so sad. Seven miles from shore. Is this the same lady whose <laughs> so, dog attacked okay. some other kid? It might be. It was a three-year-old Kai Ken. It was found in the ice or on the ice? No, it's, no. It was, no. It, it was, it was reunited with their owner, so they were on the oh, ice. Oh, so I think he was alive. It was I loose. thought we were he was dead. I thought they were was... in the ice, like it froze over. Well, how was he found? How was he found seven miles offshore? Okay, let me say, so it was loose for nearly a week, um, and after it traveled seven miles um, offshore, I'd, it must have just been running along the ice. Doing some ice. <laughs> it's <so> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know. This, this says, um, uh, where is it here? No, this is just, this is that we took three snowmobiles out with us. Wow. And arrived at the location, and there she was. So I'm, I, I'm surprised the dog so, made it. Someone like took her and what a resilient her dog. Day and, bath and just dropped her back <laughs> off. Yeah. So I think it's our common topics for today, and, um, do we I want to get into it. Ukraine and Russia, or are we going to no, leave that? No, we don't. I think that we'll maybe leave that to next week when there's more <laughs> sure. news to cover on. Sure. And um, thank you guys for listening to all of our um, our first topic and today's common topics. We were a little, um, little unorganized with our 200 rats in the White House. But, um, Their Michigan dog lost on the ice. Yes, yes, Michigan dog. I, I'm sure it's the same Texas dog that plays nice with kids, but, you know. Yeah. If you guys remember that one where the Texas dog mauled the kid and the owner said, he normally plays nice. But um, thank you, guys, and we will see you for uh, next week's episode. And thank you, especially Travis, for joining us. Is there any shout-outs you want to make to anyone before we leave? No, I just really appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Yes, um, I'm not sure if you're scheduled in the future, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. If you you are scheduled. We'll, we'll have you. We'll have you back, Travis. It was it was a pleasure. All right, thank you. Thank you, and.